Great day, great day, happy people. Welcome to the Mind Your Business Call with Tracy Walker. We do this call every single Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the whole point is for you to come and get your daily dose of mindset, of marketing, and of money. And, guys, today I am going to be sharing a little bit of a story um, that took place on yesterday. Some of you guys are aware because I did post on social media, uh, I was actually in the middle of putting together a, um, a reel um, on Instagram, but I haven't completely finished it yet. Um, but you guys, if you follow me and you're paying attention and you're connected to me on social media, if you, in fact, if you're not following me on Facebook or we're friends on Facebook, go ahead and send me a request. Um, you can find me at Coach Tracy Walker. Um, if on Instagram, go ahead and um, follow me at official. Tracy Walker, all right? And you guys can stay abreast of other things that I post. But um, yesterday, you guys may have noticed that uh, I shared a little video clip of when I picked Josiah up from school on yesterday, um, and it was all a result of an email that I received probably around noon. Now, at noon, Josiah's in school, as most children should be in school, and I received this email that was congratulating him for actually um, achieving a spot on a team called the Slammers. Now, the Slammers is a baseball team within his Little League baseball league, right? So he already plays for the Little League itself, but the Slammers is the elite team. It's the team that travels. It's the team that competes. It's the team that really helps the, the players to elevate their skill and um, really be in the mode of playing baseball. Now, if you guys aren't aware, baseball is literally a sport that is played, like, all, every day, <laughs> right? I mean, I believe they have, like, in, in Major League Baseball, it's like 180-something games for the season. If you compare that to, like, a regular football season, football is once a week for, like, 16 weeks, so it's like 16 games, right, 16 football games and 180 baseball games, right? Now, obviously, football is a lot more of a contact sport, so to do 180 football games, nobody would ever last past probably two or three years. Um, but in baseball, baseball is, is the least contact sport that there really is, right, um, especially in, a, in American culture, I'd say. Um, it's, um, it pays the most if you're looking at it from a, from a perspective of, you know, a job down the road, if that's what he wants to do. Um, and the contracts are guaranteed, right? So if you were going to choose a sport, Right. If as a mom, you know, if I were going to push, push, push for a certain sport, provided that my child enjoyed playing that sport, it would be baseball. Right. Um, now, mind you, I'm the mom that's the business mom that's to have your own business. I'm, I'm that person. So I'm not necessarily pushing him to play Major League Baseball anyway. Uh, he can. Right. He can. It's, there's no resistance coming from me. So I'm going to encourage him and support him and put him in the best environment so that he can um, evolve. But ultimately, you know, it's whatever he wants to do. So anyway, I get this email. And last year, guys, last year, he went, he tried out for the Slammers, and he didn't make the team. Now, was he been out of shape and distraught? No, he wasn't. But he didn't make it. So this whole season, last season, it's really been all about, I got to make sure I try for the Slammers. I want to make the Slammers. I want to make the Slammers. So all year, we've been doing really good. And then a week and a half ago at school, on a Tuesday, he literally jams his finger playing. He falls down, his pinky finger gets jammed, it swells up, 
It's bruised. He could barely bend it. He comes home. He's crying. And I'm like, Josiah, you have to slam his tryout on Sunday. And this was a Tuesday. So now he's crying. He's like, oh, my God, I'm not going to make the slammer because I can barely even move my hand. I can't grip my bat. I can't put my finger in the glove. I can't do any of this stuff. <clears throat> so we get to nursing the hand. I start putting black spruce essential oils on it, trying to take the swelling out. I keep, you know, helping him to, to move it and bend it and, uh, you know, extend his fingers, so on and so forth. We go to the field over here so he could try to play and catch, and he has started to learn how to, you know, protect the hand and not, really worry about it so much, but he was playing. I said, Josiah, put your glove on. He wouldn't put on his mitt, right, because he said it was too tight. I'm like, Jay, you got to put on your mitt because when you go for your tryout, you can't be out there without your mitt. So he didn't listen to me on that. So he's playing, playing, having a good time for about seven hours playing baseball. Fine, no problem. His hitting was pretty decent, um, but he just wouldn't put that mitt on. So anyway, we go out for the rehearsal or the rehearsal for the tryout on Sunday. I'm a nervous wreck. Okay, my sister actually takes us to the tryout because you guys know my car's in the shop. And she takes us to the tryout. And, you know, I'm trying to play it cool. Josiah has such a calm demeanor when it comes to baseball. He's very, very even keel. There's no ruffling of his feathers. He's not freaked out or super sad. He's not emotionally charged one way or another, right? So literally – we get out of the car, we're walking to the field, and I'm trying to have a discussion with him, like, hey, are you excited? Are you this? Are you that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? So it's kind of blank. You guys know how eight-year-olds are. They're really, really blank, <laughs> and you really can't tell what's going on. Um, so at any rate, we get, we get there, we're walking up, and um, there's already um, – they have broken the guys up into two, two sections, right? So there was – Squad one and squad two, and they did it based on alphabetical order of last name. So Josiah's last name um, obviously is the second half of the alphabet, and so he was in squad two. So as we get there, squad one is finishing up, and squad two's job is to warm up. So he goes out onto the other field with the boys. They're warming up. They're tossing the ball. They're catching. They're pitching. Um, they're doing all the good things they should be doing. And I'm watching them, trying to see how he's gripping the ball, I'm trying to see how he's holding it. And then I could tell it was bothering him a little bit, right? But all I could do was say, okay, I'm sorry, guys, I'm walking past this fan. Hold on. But all I could say was, oh, goodness, you can do it, Jay. You can do it. You can do it, Jay. You can do it, right? That's all I kept saying was, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So at any rate, he's practicing, and then it's time for squad two to take the field. So he puts on his helmet because they're getting ready to bat first uh, or hit first. And um, the coaches put them in the order in which they're going to do all the drills that they need to do and be evaluated. So hitting is first. He puts on his helmet. He puts on um, his batting gloves, um, and he's ready to hit. So he goes up to bat. I'm sitting right behind the batter's box, right, because at the field there's a little perch where if they were in a real game, this would be where the scorekeeper would sit. And so it's shaded, it's a seat. Oh, man, it was the best thing ever because, by the way, Sunday was going to be like a zillion degrees here in Atlanta, okay? And the sun was beaming. It was giving me all of my crown chakra energy, okay? I'm in this hallway. You might hear a little bit of an echo, but I'll be out soon. So I'm sitting in the perch, and I'm just thinking – Come on, Jay. 
Come on, Jay, right? Now, hitting is something that he's good at, so I wasn't too worried about it other than just sometimes, you know, he'll need a few pitches so he can align with the ball with, with his eyes, and they were only giving them five pitches. So I'm like, okay, we don't have five pitches to get warmed up. So the first pitch goes, he literally he misses it, I think. He, he, then he missed a couple of them or whatever. Then, the, then like the last three pitches, boom, he hit those. So that was great. He runs fast, great. He made it all the way around back to home plate. I thought that was a good. He goes into the outfield, next drill. Josiah actually plays left field, and he'll play second base. Those are his main two positions. Next, he'll play third base, right? But generally speaking, left field, second base. He goes out, left center. They pitch the ball out there. Josiah misses all four balls that they, that they pitch out there, right? I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, no. And I could see how the ball in one of those cases, it hit the side of his glove. Like, he went to catch it. He's not afraid of it, right? So he went to catch it, but it, it clipped the side of that glove. And on his pinky, I could see him kind of shake his hand. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord, please. Come on, hand. Come on, hand, right? I am way more stressed out at this point. And Josiah did one of the, one of the league's best left field catches last season. Right? All the coaches were talking about this game-winning catch that he made out in left field. So I know everybody's waiting for him to smash left field, right? So anyway, we didn't do so good in left field, but we moved right to shortstop. We did two out of three um, ground balls, shortstop, throw the first. He can throw really good, so that was fine. The ball was pretty accurate going to the first baseman. And then he goes to first. He catches the ball from the next kid that's pitching from shortstop to him. And, and then that's that. And then the last drill was pitching, right? And so he loves to pitch. He's not a pitcher, but he, he pitches at my door all day long, right? He literally stands in my living room and pitches at the door. He turns on YouTube. He turns on the Braves. He goes and he finds old uh, baseball games that are playing on YouTube or ESPN. He just watches them. He learns the players. He watches the pitchers. He picks up on the types of pitches. He knows the names of them. He watches how to hold the ball. He literally studies this game, guys, on his own. He loves it. So he pitches at the door. So it's pretty good. He's throwing at 33 miles an hour, right, but he throws pretty accurate. So that was a good thing too, right? I mean, what the coaches are looking for at this point, and not necessarily the fastest at this point, but can you throw – to the catcher, <laughs> or is your ball going all over the field, right? So, boom, straight, straight to the catcher. All, um, I think he did like five pitches there or three or four pitches. He did that, and it was great. So when we got done, guys, I'm literally like, I don't know what to feel because I'm like he did good over here but not so good over there and kind of good over here, and I'm a little worried. I'm like, well, they know your scores. Like I said, he's done, he did really, really well last season. His stats are on the books. He went out for the all. He got selected to try out for all-star team. And I'm like, come on, come on, we could do it. So I say to Saya, are you excited? Like, how do you feel about it? And he's like, eh, I don't care. Uh, what? You don't care. The heck you mean you don't care? Yes, we care. We always care. What do you mean we don't care? So he gets in the car, he sits down, I video him, he's sticking his foot, he took his foot out of his cleats, and I mean, he's eight, he could care less. 
he was back on his phone doing his games, right? I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm telling my sister, I'm like, girl, I don't know. She's like, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. And I was just like, Lord, uh, can I get a little, you know, feedback here? And I guess I was getting feedback that he didn't care, all right? So anyway, we moved fast forward to Wednesday, to yesterday. And I received the amazing email that says, congratulations, uh, welcome to the 2022-23 um, Slammers, right? And I literally, my eyes bucked open because I was in the middle of doing something for work. My eyes bucked open. I opened the email, and I, I didn't even hardly read it. I just saw a list of names. And I went down the list of names, and when I saw Josiah's name on that list, and there were only 12 boys on the list, and literally trying out those two squads that were out there. They may have mixed like 9U and 10U together, so it might have been a lot, but um, it's only 12 guys on the list. And um, I'm like, really? This is awesome. It had to be easily 40 kids out there, right? I mean, let me see, with his group, with squad two, it was probably – Oh, maybe about 15, maybe about 15. And then the other group that was there beforehand, I mean, it had to probably be about the same, maybe about 30, 30 kids, right, 30, 40 kids. And I'm like, oh, my God. So anyway, I get this email. I see his name. I instantly take a screenshot because I don't want anything, any, any mishap. I take a screenshot. I circle his name. I post it on social media, and I, I send it to my dad. My dad's like, oh, well, is he excited? I'm like, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know yet. He's at school, right? So now Josiah does have his phone at school. He can take his phone to school, but he has to keep it on vibrate. Um, so sometimes when he comes out of school and he's in the after-school program, they call it dragging you, when he's in dragging you, he might put his phone on or he might look at it, right? And I wanted him to look at it because I sent him a screenshot. I mean, I texted him a screenshot of it, right? Um, but he never, oh, he never picked up his phone by the time I picked him up yesterday. So when I picked him up on yesterday, I filmed, I filmed the whole entire process, and that is what you can see on Facebook, and that is what you can see. Uh, I'm putting the reel together now for Instagram. But all of that to say, guys, that at the moment that I told him that he had made the team, he literally was in a state of disbelief for about three seconds, and when he realized that I wasn't joking with him, he let out such an amazing roar of excitement. He ran. He was swinging his arms. He was jumping. His friend who was with me when I went to go pick him up, uh, who lives here in the building with us, Wyatt, Wyatt didn't even know what the slammer was. Wyatt doesn't play baseball. <laughs> so Wyatt's like, what? You can hear him in the video. He's like, what? The slammer? Like, what's that? Right? So I tell him that's his baseball. And so then he yells, Josiah, you made the team. Now, Wyatt is eight years old as well. Wyatt goes, you made the team? And Josiah shakes his head, yes. And Wyatt goes, yeah. Right? You can hear it. It's so genuine and so authentic. So then as Josiah is coming back to me closer to the camera and back to Wyatt, Wyatt puts his hand out. He says, good job. And they give each other a high five and they walk to the car. And as I continue to watch this video, because I'm obsessed with this video, right, for, for several reasons. For one, as a success-oriented person, I want him, and I will continue to teach him to embrace that feeling that he had at that moment. 
embrace that feeling that he had at that moment. Because in that moment, what that solidified for him was that he could do it. Now, he already knew he could do it, and he has already um, dealt with not being chosen for a team before. He's already had a no, right? It's not like he's um, been 100% at everything because he hasn't. He's not perfect. Um, none of us are. Uh, I just try to encourage him to push through those things, which he has done very well, right? He doesn't stick his head in the sand at all. Uh, and if he did, if he does, it's, it's like for a short period of time, it's, it's, it's non-existent, right, really for him, which is good. He's able to pivot very quickly. So I want him to embrace the moment of how he felt at that time because that is what we call anchoring. See, many times we get older and we forget that we've won before, that we've succeeded before, that we've achieved and someone has clapped for us and someone has said, good job, and someone has given you a high five before, somewhere, in some part of your life, whether it's through a sport or through some sort of academia or through some sort of job or career or Anything that you're doing, uh, you know, a contest, a dance contest, hula hoop, I don't know, hair, somebody somewhere in your life told you good job, gave you a high five or figuratively a high five, a hug or something, and you knew at that moment that it felt so good to achieve something that you wanted to achieve. It's that feeling right there that we must strive to maintain with everything that we do, with everything that we do. So when I watch that video over and over, I just see the joy. I know how bad he wanted to make that team. I know how much he's like, Mom, I got to go practice. Come on, you please take me to the field so I can hit. I got to get my hits in, Mom. I got to get my hits so I can prepare for the summer. He was ready. He wanted to prepare. He knew it was going to take effort even before he stepped out there on the of the field for evaluation day, he was prepared. He didn't expect something for nothing. Yes, were we a little concerned about the finger? Yes, but he pushed through. And I told him, even on Sunday after the evaluation, I said to him, I said, you know, I'm so proud of you. It doesn't make a difference to me whether you make it or not. I want you to make it, but even if you don't, I want you to know I'm so proud of you because you pushed through the pain. Your finger's a little bit more swollen now than it was before because you've been working it and you, you dealt with it. You didn't whine. You didn't cry. You didn't go out there and try to pretend like the ball was, you was, it was scary to you when it was coming down in your mitt. Like you played full out. And I can't ask anymore from him or anybody. In any environment, I can't ask for more than you playing full out. I can't ask for more than you giving it all you've got, no matter what the situation is. For him, it was a swollen pinky finger that was so thick it could barely even fit in his, in his mitt. He could barely even grip his bat. But he still hit three balls out of the pitches that he got. He missed all of the, all of the um, pop-ups that they threw out there to him in left center. But he came back with shortstop. He came back with pitching and at first base, and he maintained a positive attitude. The magic word, attitude. 
I've shared with you guys before that you should be listening to Earl Nightingale's um, audio on YouTube. It's a short video. It's called The Magic Word. The Magic Word. Are you guys listening to it? I play it. Josiah's aware of it. He had the right attitude. And he didn't stress about it. When it was done, it was done. He, he was done with that. We went to the pool. He slammed. He played with his friends here at the pool. He did other stuff. He wasn't sitting in the house like, Mom, I wonder, you think I'm going to make it? Mom, 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 doubting himself. No, he didn't. He went and did other stuff. It was done, and it was going to be what it was going to be. Now, I knew that they were going to release the roster on Wednesday because they sent the email to the parents to say that on Sunday. We're going to let everybody know on Wednesday. But I didn't tell Josiah they were going to let everybody know on Wednesday because I didn't want him stressed out about it. Just it is what it is. So when I got that message and I saw my child's name in that list, aside from anything else, in my mind and in my heart, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be so excited. Like I wanted to just capture his excitement. So that's what we did. And so what is the point? The point is that in life you're being evaluated all the time. No, maybe not for the slammers. Maybe no, not for the elite travel ball team. No, maybe not for the cheerleading team. Maybe not for the basketball team. Maybe not for that high school team that you really wanted to do if you look back on it. No, maybe not for the, for the collegiate level thing that you wanted to do. Maybe not that. But every single day we are being evaluated. Our attitude is being tested. Our ability to grab that emotion of excitement that we encountered somewhere in our lives is anchored somewhere in us, and our ability to go and grab that feeling and bring it back to the surface and embrace it in the present moment close your eyes and remember what that felt like, that feeling that you feel, even though you're thinking about a past event, is what attraction is. If you can feel that in the present, even though the event took place in the past, and you can hold that feeling, you can hold that joy. You have a smile on your face as you think about that moment. If you can hold that thing for about 17 seconds, you're going to start to attract other things to you that give you that same feeling. So you're being evaluated based on your attitude. If you have a poor attitude, if you have a jacked-up attitude, if you've got a negative attitude, if you've got a pessimist attitude, well, there you go. If you if you have a positive attitude, if you have an optimistic attitude, if you have a joyful, excited, encouraging attitude like his friend Wyatt, you made the team? Good job. High five. See, they both have amazing attitudes. 
So Wyatt was able to congratulate Josiah. There was no, not one ounce of envy or jealousy or any of that. Wyatt didn't care. Wyatt don't play baseball. All he knows is that his friend that he plays with at home almost every day looks excited about something and loves him so much. It's like, well, if you're excited about it, hell, I might as well be excited about it too, bro. Let's do it. What an amazing friend that is. How many of you guys have friends that are doing that to you? When you do something well, they're congratulating you, or they're barely even calling. They barely even text. They act like they don't see it on social media. They act like they didn't know that the thing took place. They act like, oh, I didn't know, right? And, and it's this, it's that. Like, the attitude sucks. So this has started to carry over now for Josiah, right? So this morning, we're getting ready for school. He's putting on his shirt, and today um, he didn't put on his, one of his polo shirts. He put on a, a button-up shirt. So he buttoned up his shirt. Normally he complains about the buttons on the shirt, like, Mom, why do I have to wear the buttons? Why do I have to wear the buttons? I'm like, Josiah, put the shirt on. So today he didn't complain about the buttons. He buttoned the shirt, right? I was ironing his pants. He came running and says, Mom, where's my pants? Where's my pants? I said, I'm ironing them. He says, okay. So I go into his room. That's where he is when I get done. I give him his pants. He's like, oh, my God, these pants are so warm. I love it. I love it. So as I look at him, I see the shirt is buttoned, but the buttons are kind of off, right? Like they're not lined up properly. He has a button, but he skipped the button. You know what I'm saying? So one loop is not with the direct a vertical button, right? So I said, oh, my goodness. I said, so let me, I said, you did very good with your buttons. I said, this is amazing. I said, let me just help you a little bit. I said, we got to adjust because it looks like we skipped a button. He goes, mom, I'm a slammer. I know how to button my shirt. <laughs> and I, I looked, I said, well, that you are, sir. That you are. I said, and how amazing is that? I said, because that's right. I said, because when you start being with the team more, you're going to have to get your own time and your shoes really down pat, bro. You're going to have to really get all your stuff. You know, he does very good with keeping up with his helmet, with his water bottle, with his batting gloves, with all the things that he needs when he's in that dugout. Mommy's not in that dugout. I can't, I don't go in there and make sure he's got all his stuff, whatever. Now, when he comes out the dugout, I do have a, a little checklist, right? You got your glasses? Yep. You got your gloves? Yep. You got your helmet? Yep, you got your baseball cap. Yep, you got your bat. Yep, I see the bat. Okay, great. Water bottle. Yep. I will run a checklist because I don't want to get home and he left something. But during the game, in the dugout, when they switch innings back and forth, he's taking off his stuff. He's putting on his gloves. He's taking off his gloves. He's getting his mitt. He's taking off his mitt. He's doing all this stuff on his own. I said, Sai. You got to make sure you get all this stuff together. I said, that's right, because as a slammer, the expectation is that, you know what, you're pretty independent, which you are. You can make good decisions, which you do, and you can keep up with your stuff because you know those coaches don't play on the slammers. His regular little league coaches don't play either, but they're a little bit more lenient. The slammers, they don't play. I can tell they didn't play just by how they were running the, the, work, the, uh, the evaluation. <laughs> it's like those men were not playing with those boys out there. And kudos, 
Nobody was tripping about anything. But I'm so proud that he started to associate himself with, with an, a, a, a higher level of understanding of who he is. Yes, I achieved something. Yes, Mom, I'm a slammer. Yes, I know how to button. Yes, I know how to do this, Mom. Yes, Mom. Yes, Mom. I got it, Mom. Okay, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Right? I take him to school now. He literally tells me, okay, Mom, I'll, he holds my hand. He wants to hold my hand. Right? He'll do that. But he doesn't like me to kiss him right now, right, right in the front. He wants to hug all on me and kiss all on me after, right, or while we're in the car. But when we get close, right when I'm walking him up there and we cross a certain threshold of that parking lot, he switches. <laughs> okay, Mom, he's pushing my hand off his shoulder. He's, you know how they rub the shoulder, like, get your arm off of me? He's doing that. So I'm like, oh, okay, well then, when you get home tonight, don't come try to snuggle up in my bed. Get your ASS in your own bed, okay? <laughs> but I'm saying all that to say that it's amazing growth. And I want him to maintain that I can do anything. We've got enough affirmations posted up in our home, and especially in my room, where he doesn't have a choice because that's all that we exude here. He doesn't have a choice. Subconsciously, he's been programmed to think highly of him own, his own self without thinking he's better, than, he's better than someone else or that he is superior to someone else. But he is his best self at all times, and he doesn't think that he's better than someone else, but he has a strong confidence about himself, which is absolutely necessary. You should have that too. You should have a strong confidence about yourself that doesn't exude the energy of you think you're better than somebody else. Now, there are just some people who are so insecure that anybody who believes in their own selves, that person thinks that the secure person thinks they're better than them. But that, that's, their, that's their issue. There are some people who really do think they're better than you. There are. And you can tell the difference between those people and the people who just have a quiet confidence about themselves or not even a quiet, uh, a loud confidence about themselves. If you don't speak highly of yourself, if you don't understand I am amazing, I am awesome, I am, I am, um, I am smart, I am a leader, I am phenomenal, I am great, if you don't speak those things to yourself, you expect the world to speak those things to yourself? No. So I've been programming my son for literally the last five years, six years, and he's only eight. Since he's been going to school, we've been saying affirmations in the car. So in reality, there's no coincidence that for me, he really didn't care because, hey, he already knows. Detach from the result. Do your best. And that's what he did in my mind. I did my best, so that's it. Okay. So I left it alone, he left it alone, and went on about his life on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday. But I'm telling you today on Thursday, that's a different kid. Well, I won't say kid. I'm going to say kid, child. That's a different child. Y'all know kid means baby goat. Y'all do know that, right? I keep telling you about the words that you use. The words that you use. Somebody decided that they were going to refer to the human race the children, the babies of the human race, as a kid. And a kid is literally a baby goat. That's not even the same species. <clears throat> and we walk around saying, oh, the kids, the kids, the kids. I don't say kids anymore. I mean, and if I, kept, if I hear myself saying I pivot as quickly as I can, 
even to the point Josiah knows that it means baby goat. And if he ever hears me say it, he'll say, I'm not a baby goat, Mom. Uh, you're absolutely right. And we have been working on correcting ourselves. If I hear him say it, I say, oh, you a goat now? He's like, I'm sorry, I mean child. Right. You're not a kid. Be careful what you say you are. Be careful who you say you are. It's the trickery of the language I've said to you. You think it's okay to say kid because that's what you've been growing up, growing up to hear, and everybody is acceptable. But did you ever look it up? Did you, were you ever concerned with what you were actually saying out of your mouth and how you were classifying yourself or your friends or your children? Did you ever think about what you were speaking over them? And then you wonder why they act the fool. Because their whole life you've been calling them a kid. A kid, a kid, a kid, a kid. Even if you say a good kid or a bad kid. A kid is a kid. My child is not a baby goat. His mother is not a goat. Therefore, I did not give birth to a goat. I am a human. And offspring of human are called children. So no. So slight, slight rant. <laughs> Just a little enlightenment about the words you use. But I want you to remember who you are. And I want you to remember that feeling at some point in your life where you remember that joy. And I want you today to grab hold of that feeling, and I want you to embrace it, and I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to love on that feeling. I want you to love on yourself. I want you to remember that you do something so well. I want you to remember that you do something so amazing. And that something that you do so amazing or so well, you can recreate that in your adult life with whatever it is that you do amazing and well right now or whatever you're choosing or seeking to do amazing and great right now, you can do it. So as I would tell my own child, which you are not my child, you're probably not a child at all listening to this call. But as I tell my own child, I will impart the same on my fellow colleagues, my fellow adults, because most of the trauma that any of us have comes from our childhood. So I'm speaking to you, but I'm really speaking to that child inside of you. I'm speaking to that unhealed child inside of you that was taught not to speak, so now you think you're shy. No, you're not shy. Somebody triggered something where you just don't talk. You're scary about things. You're, you're hesitant. You're, you're risk-averse, like so risk-averse, you won't take any risk whatsoever. You weren't born that way. Somebody programmed you that way. So you received the program of somebody else. That wasn't your programming. You came here with a blank slate. Somebody programmed you to be scary. Somebody programmed you to be fearful. Somebody programmed you to not take risks. So I'm speaking to the child inside you. I'm speaking to that little 8-year-old, that little 7-year-old, the 5-year-old, usually right in that area, right, 5, 7, 8, 5, 6, 7, 8, somewhere in there. I'm speaking to the child in that area of your life that needs to be reminded that figuratively, you made the slammers. You did it. You achieved it. And as your friend, like Wyatt, good job. 
here's the high five. I'm giving you a virtual high five. High five me back (laughs) because I believe in you, and I'm excited for you, and I don't hate on you. I, I know who you are, and I know that when you go and you achieve your best, that doesn't take away from anything that I'm doing with my life and me achieving my best. We can both be achieving our best at the exact same time without taking from one another. My success doesn't take from yours, and your success doesn't take from mine. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. You made the slammer. Keep telling yourself that. Keep feeling that feeling. And when you get up in the, in, in the tomorrow, <laughs> when you get up tomorrow and you're going to put on your shirt, gentlemen, you button up maybe, or you're going to put on your pants, button and a zip. Ladies, you go, maybe you have on a nice blouse with buttons. Maybe you don't, maybe you're on a dress or whatever. But whatever you're getting ready to do, you're putting on your heels, tell yourself, I know how to do this because I'm a slammer. <laughs> Remind yourself how great you are. I hope you enjoyed this today. It was my, my whole intent to just share a story with you that brings me joy about someone who I care the most about, who is, who is my muse, who I'm amazed at every single day, who pushes me every single day. His own success with the slammer pushes me to do the things that I need to do. He comes in, he goes, Mom, we got to get to Diamond. We got to get to Diamond, right? He pushes me, I push him. He knows my expectation of him is to do his best. And I know that his expectation of me is to do my best. I can't sit around here and not do my best when I have a young man looking at me subconsciously picking up my programming. So I've got to be aware of what I am saying. I've got to be aware of what I am doing. I've got to be aware of how I am feeling or what I am projecting. I have to be aware because I don't want him being programmed with a faulty virus-loaded program because his mother didn't heal from any trauma that she may or may not have had growing up. So please pick up what I put down today. Please use it. Stick it in your pocket. It's a tool in your toolbox. Remember this. Always, you are a slammer. Guys, thank you for tuning in today. Make sure you join us on um, tomorrow. It is Friday. Same time, same line. We'll share something exciting. As you guys know, I don't always know what I'm going to say ahead of time. The Spirit will guide me, and I'm sure that it will be of something that can enlighten us all. I'm very grateful for that gift. Thank you for allowing me to use it and share it with you. And um, have a phenomenal, fantastic, super-duper slammer kind of day. Bye, guys.